Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 89, recorded live on Wednesday, February 4th, 2009. And here are your hosts, the man who's wondering if I'm actually going to get it right this time, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who, um, third time's the charm, Andy Lowe. Hi. Well, it's actually going to be the first time for um, for people. the listeners. Yes. But, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I had to make a quiz for my class yesterday. Was it multi-choice? It, no, no, no. It's all short answer. Oh. Um, but the the whole third time's the charm is I had to print it like three times. I printed it, copied, made thirty copies, and then. After I'd made the copies, I looked and I realized that one of the triangles had gotten rotated in the transition from PC to Mac. What and so none of the numbers lined up with it. <sighs> I just looked at it and I'm like, damn. So I go back, I reprint it, and then I realize I hadn't changed one of the problems from the review sheet. And so I went, damn. Third time I got it right, though. I also figured out a, a great way to do that. Save as PDF works wonderfully. Well, of course. That's how we were always told to save our uh, resumes. Yeah, just save it as a PDF and you don't need to worry about formatting. Nope. PDFs are nice. Adobe. Yeah. yeah Thank God yeah. for that standard. Yeah. <laughs> on the same, like, you know, the, the fact they have, like, a monopoly on it kind of sucks. Yeah, but. pre-production. Adobe. <laughs> what? Print. You have Adobe. Adobe. Video. Video? Hey. Maybe video yeah. not so much. Because well, you, you still have, have you still Mac. Have a, well, yeah, you have Final Cut, and you also have uh, Avis. Right. But really, more and more, it's coming to Adobe. Yeah. Audio is Adobe. Well, there's 3D also... 3D modeling is coming to Adobe. <sighs> Basically, if you have Adobe, you could do anything you need to do. Except eat. Yes. Coming soon from Adobe. Adobe in the kitchen. <laughs> Adobe Chef. Yeah, Adobe Chef. You input raw ingredients. <laughs> it processes it and makes a meal. Yeah. This is a brilliant idea. We should go write the Knoll Brothers. <laughs> We've got a crazy out-of-the-box idea for you here. Adobe. All it, all it takes is a little bit of work. <laughs> now I'm just picturing <laughs> CS and just mash it together and just chef. Adobe CS5, now featuring the Adobe Chef. <laughs> uh, it would be nice, though, to just have uh, some way of knowing exactly what's in your kitchen pantry and just being able to suggest, oh, I see you have this, oh. this, and this. If you have a like a barcode reader, you could sort of do that. <clears throat> just as you're unpacking your bags from the grocery store, just scan everything in, just like you did at the grocery store. Yeah, that, I remember reading somebody about that. They actually had a yeah, and then it'll you know it can keep track of everything. At the same time, it would be really cool if the grocery store just gave you, like, a printed receipt that you could take home. I mean, they give you a printed receipt, but one that you could take home and you could scan that, and the program would just pick it all up and say, okay, you've got this, this, and this, and then it could just suggest recipes. Oh, that you 
um, you could probably do that with the QCAT. The, the what? The QCAT was the thing that was back in the 1990s where you would uh, uh, somebody could scan a barcode and be directed to a web page using a URL. Um, so, but the, the the whole their whole I company just failed miserably. Mm. But they they had all these barcode scanners well, in the shape of know, cats. So people hacked them, and there was there was a whole reverse you, engineering thing against them. But yeah, you could. I, I have to think about this, but there's there's ways you could do this. You'd have to talk to a company, basically, oh. like Meyer or Walmart. Oh God, if Walmart bought into this, you could retire. Why would Walmart buy into something that's not in their store? Because it would be a service that they could have exclusively that would bring people to their store. Of along with your sales receipt, you get a recipe list as well. No, you you get a sales receipt that has like a QR code, and you take it home. You go to the website and the QR code. You know, you scan it in. You take a picture. You do something, and that loads up everything you just bought. So you could know. So you'd know what's in your kitchen. The problem is when you use it. Like when you use the stuff in your kitchen. How do how does the computer know you have half a gallon of milk? Hmm. When you bought a gallon. So that's that's the real flaw in all of this. RFID tags. Yeah. But it still needs some intelligence. Your milk needs like sensors in the bottle. Well, um, It'd be okay. So you have an R. You have basically have a fridge that knows what's in it. If you have RFID tags on all the all the food and right. everything, right? Um, so you but, you pull the you no you you would pull the milk out the first time and then you put it back and the thing would ask you, well, how much milk did you have? And you right, you would have to tell it the first time, oh, I had a glass of this much. But every time you pull the milk out, it you could it could just go okay so it was most likely a glass that was used unless you're using it for a recipe other than at that point the recipe would know how much milk was gone but that's that's too much work andy it's too much work on the on the part of the people they aren't going to want to do that okay um you want this to be like fully automatic recipes have known amounts you're going to have a glass of milk with dinner you know the number of people in the household due to the amount of servings that you got out of the recipe. And then you use that to estimate how much... Not going to work, Candy. You, you would have to, it would have to be learning through the process. So the first gallon of milk would be completely way off. And you would tell it, okay, I ran out of milk at this point. So it would know how much of a window you have for milk, how many I, times it was taken out of the <clears throat> fridge. I think certain technologies need to just progress a little more. But eventually I could see like the there'd be like a ring of cameras in your refrigerator that just watches what you take out and what you put in. The 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 refrigerator is watching me? That seems a little scary. A- Andy, everything's watching you. If Did I you get a fridge this, that this has new... the freaking hell eye in the back of it. <laughs> Run for your life. What are you doing, Andy? <laughs> Open the fridge door, please, Hal. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, Dave. I can't do that. You're on a diet. Damn it! Oh, look at that. Another mm. scoop of ice cream? <laughs> Ooh. Your fridge starts judging you. 
It's like the fridge on Eureka. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, oh God. All right, so this is a bad idea. I don't know. The house on Eureka is nice. Have you seen Eureka? I, uh, I, I believe I watched an episode. I didn't know much of what was going on. It's the weird, like, science community, right? Yes. Yeah. No, the show I'm watching right now is The West Wing. Um, didn't that go off the air? Yes, it did. Are there any current shows that you are watching? Sarah Connor Chronicles, Heroes, House. Okay, House, I could could see that. That's about it. Can't believe you're watching the Sarah Chronicle. I, I... I know, I know. Mindless entertainment. It works for mindless entertainment. (sighs) It works very well for mindless entertainment. All right. Well, speaking of mindless entertainment, do you think we should actually... Yeah, we should probably actually start. Yeah. So... (laughs) um, Good news and bad news. All right. Depending... Well, it doesn't really matter to us because... We both have cable, but the Senate passed for a second time the DTV transition delay. Because, you know, we said yeah, last time it was literally Senate passed it. House, I thought it was going to pass, but then the House knocked it down mere hours before we were going to record last Wednesday. Right. So then Thursday, the House passed another, basically the same one over again. So it goes back to the House again for a second time. You mean this, the Senate passed and then it went to the House for yes. the second time? Okay. And then this time, the House um, didn't do a quick vote. They did a normal vote with an hour of discussion ahead of time. Oh. So this so time they the, didn't need the two-thirds majority. And all it idiot passed. representatives were like, huh, okay, that's not so bad anymore. Well, the Republicans have enough majority in the House that a two-thirds vote won't happen automatically if the republicans vote against it and this one it was still a uh uh 264 to 158 votes there were still 158 people who voted against it Hmm. so um there's 435 right yes okay i think yes yeah because there's 538 for electorals and that's the house plus the senate plus three for dc okay Anyways, um, so DTV is is delayed, ish, ish. When first off, when's it delayed, ish? Too. Um, the new final deadline instead of February seventeenth is now June twelfth. And we should also state that President Obama still has to sign this. But he was the one who was pushing for it. He was the one who basically asked for this legislation. Right. So, but he does still have to sign it before it becomes yes, law. Yes. So. Heaven forbid something goes wrong. Yeah. He's going to sign it. So basically, it's going to happen. Um, but the, the hard cutoff date is June 12th. But um, the ish for the delaying mm-hmm. is based on the fact there's wording now in the DTV delay bill that um, the stations, whenever they want to, between February 17th and June 12th, if they want to switch anytime, they can. Hmm. So your ABC station might switch on February 17th while your PBS state, well, PBS is probably going to switch because they've been on this ball for forever. Um, so you're saying they're going to switch early? Well, no, you can't really switch early. 
February 17th is the switching date. Right. But they're probably going to switch earlier than some of the other stations. But if the station doesn't want to switch, it doesn't have to all the way until June. Which seems confusing to me. Yeah. If I were a, you know, an owner of a very large public, not public station, but analog broadcast station, news network, TV network, as it were, and I didn't mind the cost, I'd switch on the 17th, but I'd continue broadcasting, and I'd broadcast something like, hey, this is going to terminate, this is already terminated, call this number and we'll help you out. That's exactly what had uh, was going on during the, the the remember the pretest I talked about in Williamsburg. Yeah, where like everything fucked up. Mm, about ten percent, but okay. still ten percent for whole United States. Um, that's what they did. They actually because they didn't actually like switch because right now they're broadcasting analog and digital at the same time. Right. And so um, the analog and they they just switch their analog signal to that. Do you, do you ever? look at some of these testing screens that have been broadcast randomly where if your TV's good it's going to have a green box and if it's bad it's going to have a red box no oh well the, some of the stations have been, people have been sponsoring these tests so they'll broadcast for X amount of minutes some random time during the day that um, for you to go and check your TVs they just huh. took the analog signal and put up this warning message for them to call an 800 number and then the digital signal is fine. Hmm. So, to me, I think the station owners are probably going to switch as soon as possible. Right. They, because, well, they don't want to yeah, spend the extra money. Yeah. They're already broadcasting in digital. Yeah, but there are actually some TV stations that have to... Because the DTV switch was so that you could free up the 700 megahertz spectrum, which is channels, I think, 52 and up. Okay. To I think sixty nine is the highest TV channel, like over the air broadcast. Um, Fifty two and up are the actual. That's the block over that seven hundred megahertz that was sold. Mm. So those channels literally have to move somewhere. <laughs> and so, depending on the other stations in the surrounding markets, they might have to wait until another station switches off their analog signal before they can move down and broadcast on their signal. Right. So you've got stations who are waiting for other stations to switch, which would have been fine if everybody switched on the same day. But some station's going to have to be spending money to, for, to analog and digital, waiting for somebody else to switch to all digital, then it's... This whole thing is such a mess. Mm-hmm. And there are currently 3.2 million requests for coupons on the waiting list that the government doesn't have money for. Right. Unless the stimulus package passes in its current form, which might not be looking that way. So, yep. Which was kind of funny because everybody who was early, like who got the coupons right away when they were first put up there, um, there weren't any boxes out there to be bought. Right. And so people, their coupons expired before there was anything to buy. And now... um, now that there are boxes out there everywhere, there's not enough no coupons. No one has a coupon anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun times. I'm going to go up to the uh, Michigan Association of Broadcasters has their conference in uh, next month in March. So I'll 
see how that goes. Because <laughs> I would love to see what they have to say about the soft transition now. So yeah, there's that's our DTV update. God. What a mess. I know. Ugh. So in in the Washington Post, or rather at WashingtonPost.com, which I assume is the Washington Post. Yes. Local police want the right to jam wireless signals. Mm-hmm. Are they talking about cell signals or Wi-Fi or what? Um, well, they want to jam cell phones and other wireless devices. Okay. So I'm guessing is, it's probably just a... It, well, the, the federal government is allowed to do this. Like the, the FBI and the Secret Service do this all the time. Like when the president was in the motorcade, mm-hmm. they actually had a mobile uh, cellular jammer with him. Nice. So, it's kind of kind of sucks that you're, you're sitting there talking. You're like, "Hey, look, the president's hello, hello, yeah, hello, fuck." But um, so yeah, the federal the Secret Service jam signals. Now the local police is wanting to be able to do this as well, right? Because they well, don't have the permission to to jam uh, signals from yet. the FCC. Yeah, it's mm, I don't know. It, it's kind of. Kind of the gray area of protection versus freedom. Because I, I think, okay, yeah, the federal government, they, they seem I, to I be, like to think they're responsible. Yeah. Some of the I local like governments that I know of. Yeah, could you imagine Kwame Kilpatrick with a cell phone jammer? Or I would just think of like a cop who just carries around a cell phone jammer into the movie theater with him. Just because he's annoyed at people. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. What happens if you need a, you're waiting for a call, but you're still going to go see a movie? It's um, turn your phone off. Well, yeah, I know. You t- turn the phone off and put it on vibrate or something. But it's still if. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I understand. If just, I know what you're coming from. Well, I understand where um that uh. That it would be nice for security purposes, but then people, it's you. You know where I want to be able to use a cell phone jammer? Where? The high school. <laughs> oh my god! Do I want to use it at the high school? Yeah, I think we got lucky because cell phones weren't really. Yeah, well, the problem of, with with using it at the high school is the administrators use it too. Oh. All the teachers use them, all the administrators use them. <laughs> so instead of the actual phones that are in the oh, yeah. school? No, everyone, everyone uses their cell phone. Oh. Are you kidding? The, the principal was watching me teach, and he got a call in my class. The whole class made fun of him. <laughs> I just stopped. I'm like, would, would you like to answer that? <laughs> <clears throat> No, but all these kids. Every day, I have to tell the kids to put their put their phones away, and every day it's a different kid. Hmm. Oh, side note: I found my railroad CD. Oh, nice! So we can start playing that again. Finally, <laughs> left field high. Yeah, sorry, non sequitur. Um, you know, they do have to point out though that the, the, one other good thing is they were actually the FCC did a or. The District of Columbia did a test at a D.C. jail last month. Yeah. That'd also be a, that would be a good place to have... Jails? Yeah. 
Because I know people are probably trying to sneak in cell phones all the time. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you want the the staff to be able to call out. Well, of course. You just have two-way radios that are not on. Right. Because you can just block the regular cellular ranges of consumer cell phones. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's one point where I think I'd rather have it on the federal level than yeah, just have my local... It's a little creepy having the the local law enforcement wanting to be able to do this. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the federal government, though, the Department of yeah. Justice is sending out spam. Really? Yep. Spam spam or, like, email spam? Email. Why would they send out spam spam? I don't know. That... I, I was just thinking it would be kind of cool if the Department of Justice was just, like, sending me a free can of spam. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Maybe it's to raise awareness about spam emails. Spam, spam, eggs and spam. Hey, spam, spam, sausage Seuss and spam. Was a political cartoonist. He was a political cartoonist. Yeah, he wrote political cartoons. Huh. A lot of them around World War II. He was in in like incredible favor of FDR, and was absolutely opposed to the guy who was running against him. In World War II, the the other one who was like, oh, Hitler's not that bad. Don't worry about Germany. We aren't going to get involved. Well, yeah, in I'm actually, I read a uh, the, uh, biography on Dr. Seuss, and they did he did a whole lot of um, political cartoons during the World yeah. War II era. Yeah, I had no idea that he did political cartoons. Oh, there was tons of them. Well, yeah, it was kind of like, would you look at Disney with some of their stuff during World War II. You look at it and you're like, oh. I, I, huh. I thought Walt Disney would be like supporting the other side. <laughs> I know Ford was. Um, Ford was up to a point. I actually did it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I did a report on Henry Ford as well. Yeah, Ford was Ford was doing... Uh, yeah, he sponsored a bunch of um, isolationist air, stuff. Yeah, and, and plane shows. But he realized once that we... Um, once that people had attacked us that's when he yeah. started up the um, assembly line and the manufacturing right, of the, jeeps the and Rouge stuff plant was yeah. like the one of the biggest manufacturing for the war mm-hmm. but yeah no I, I had no idea dr seuss was a political cartoonist and it's really funny because it's clear that they're dr seuss cartoons <laughs> Uh, but anyway it's, okay anyways the department <laughs> of justice is sending, sending out, out spam emails spam emails Sorry. The the idea is they'll literally send out a spam email to somebody to ask, telling them they have to log on to some site to see about their federal retirement benefits or something like that. And so the site, which is basically a phishing scam, asks for their personal information. So they fill out their information, they submit it. and Well, but it's a phishing scam from the Department of Justice. I mean, if you check the source of the email, you're like, oh, it's the Department of Justice. Well, I'm guessing they're not, it's not an actual official DOJ email address. (laughs) It would be really funny if it were. (laughs) It's like, this is not the right way to conduct this. Well, they've been doing this for three years, so I think they understand what they're doing in order to basically just test to see who, because it, this seems like an interesting way of doing it because you know normally with spam it's either like the white lists or the black lists that sort of stuff, right? With the spam filters and everything. This one, if you cut off the end user, does it really matter what they're trying to push out there if people are smart enough not to 
to fall for it? No. Cut, cut off the head and the rest of the body dies? Well, it would actually be kind of cutting off the tail, wouldn't it? Yeah. Cutting off the finger that clicks the mouse button. Yeah. Removing the human keyboard interface problem. <laughs> we go directly to face to keyboard. <laughs> yeah. But it, it seems like a neat idea, so... Yeah. Department of Justice. So if you get an email from the Department of Justice... Asking about your federal retirement benefits? Make sure, yeah, why would... That's kind of weird. Well, I think the people who work for the government actually get a pretty decent... Yeah, they, they get nice uh, retirement stuff. But. And health insurance and things like that. I wonder when the... I should email the census guy again. Why? Because I applied to work the census for 2010. Ah. And they haven't gotten back to you? No. They still going with a door-to-door? Of course. Well, there's, okay. there's, there's a multi-layer to this thing. Where they first, um, they send out people actually in like next month or two to actually verify um, that Who lives where? Yeah, the addresses are actual houses, that sort of stuff. And any addresses that are new from the last census that haven't been on the, the, the list. Right. Then um, they do some test runs of the, the, the forms and that sort of thing in some small towns. That's, so they, they can make sure that the, the survey is understandable, that sort of stuff. And then starting in January of next year is when they'll actually mail out the stuff. And you're supposed to, as of April 1st, answer all the questions. Those who don't mail them back, they'll uh, try and visit them or call them, that sort of thing. Hmm. And then they'll have the information done, I think, by... 20, I don't remember what happens after April 1st, but then all the politics will start gerrymandering everything. Who has, the the Dems have control of both House and Senate, right? Yep. But that will change by 2010? Well, the... The, the census is at the beginning of the year, right? Yes. Okay, so the... The district won't... restructuring for the, what, 2012 election? Yeah. It's going to be different than the, the 2010. So the amount of seats per house are going to change a little bit. You mean per state? Yes. Because the number of oh. house seats in the house is always constant. So the number of seats per state is going to change. Right. Huh. <sighs> yeah, I feel like I just killed the, the chat. E3! Uh, oh, E3! Hey, they're back! And they're going to be bigger than ever. Well, not no, bigger than not. ever. They're going to be bigger than what they <laughs> Last were. year yeah. and the year before. <laughs> so they actually announced their... Um, the exhi- list? Yeah. The exhibitor list. Are these all websites for the exhibitors or for, yeah, like turtlebeach.com? Yep. And Sony. if you notice Com. on the very top of the list, Activision. Hmm. I wonder what they'll be showing. Well, no, no. Saw- Remember, they, they dropped out of E3 last year, and then they left the, yeah. e, the ESA. ESA, yeah. Well, you don't need to be a member of the ESA to go to E3. It, it seems not, even though it's, it's put just, on by the ESA. Yeah, it's just run by the ESA. <clears throat> but I read somewhere some, some analyst had put together that Blizzard is something like 50% of Activision's income now. Well, that would make sense. I mean, holy crap, World of Warcraft is making a lot of money. Well, the infrastructure is now in place. Yeah, it, it's almost zero maintenance. Yeah, yeah the, the hardware cost is probably minimal. Yeah, it's the MMO. It has a horrible setup cost. 
they've once, paid it back. Yeah, once, they have once you so get it running it and back. it gets popular, then you... Yep. EA is on here four times. Capcom's on here. Atari. Microsoft. Bethesda, didn't they do... Uh, were they Fallout? Yeah, I think so. Okay, Electronic Arts. Yes, Bethesda was Fallout. IGN, ooh. Oh. Konami's on here. Yeah, is uh, either GameSpot or... Nope, GameSpot's not. And Gadget's probably not on there either. Nope. They wouldn't have a booth. Because these are all the booths. Yeah, Microsoft, Midway, MTV Games, which means rock band. Yep, Warner Brothers, so you see Sierra. Square Enix has a booth. Sony, of course. Take-Two, so you got your rock star there. THQ. So it, it looks like it could be a good event this year. Ubisoft. Hopefully they'll have some more words on Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, and it's back at the uh, L.A. Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And it's still open to the public, right? No. No. No? No. E3's never been open to the public. Right, but they closed E for all, and they were like folding it back into E3. Um, E3 just has the... Uh... It is not open to the general public. Yep. Well, suck. Unless you can get a W-2 form and some other stuff for uh, media registration. This is why we need to actually go and finish incorporating the RA podcast. (sighs) My taxes are confusing enough. (laughs) Don't you got people? Um, I have TurboTax. So you got... No, the people is H&R Block. Yes. Okay. Did you finish your taxes yet? I don't do my own taxes. What? What? Do you have people that do your taxes? I have a father who does my taxes. Oh, I did my taxes. I actually get the stimulus package from last year. Nice. Mm-hmm. $300, which is like half of my tax return refund. Yeah, I wish I got tax refunds. I, I almost always end up owing. You got to withhold more then. It's not from a job income, Andy. <laughs> oh, in, uh, investments? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I had to fill out the was the, the, the 1099i. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mutual funds. Woo! Was it, there's a, the W-2, the 1099i. There's like the 1054, I think. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> nothing, taxes, exci- nothing more exciting than tax forms. Taxes aren't till April. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh. I actually have my W-2 sitting in my car. I need to take that home. Hi there, big boy. Is that a W-2 with you? <laughs> oh, God. We're, since we're coming up to Valentine's Day, for the bonus on the quiz that all the classes took yesterday that I teach, mm-hmm. uh, we, had them, we had them do write a math pickup line. Oh, God. You know, the, hey, baby, I wish I were your derivative so I could lay tangent to your curves. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. These kids are terrible. When you walk in the room, I get a 90-degree angle in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you were a hyperbola so I could go up and down you. Sorry, up and down on you. What do you expect? You're a pioneer. Yep. Uh, there were some really kind of sweet ones. Baby, you're sweeter than pie. Oh, horrible. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple breakup lines instead of pickup lines. Uh, your soul is, em- is as empty as the empty set. Well, that's just... 
the empty set is self-descriptive. That's not it's not needing any math background. No, but it's still a math term. Yeah. The, there was actually a second part to that, which was like you're so confused that you can't even function. <laughs> oh God, Dave, what are you doing? I didn't make any of these up to Yes, but who put the question on the quiz? My cooperating teacher. Okay. What is he doing? She's having fun. (laughs) Math teachers, always the crazy ones. Yeah. Well, Pi Day is on a a Saturday this year. Oh. We're all bummed because of that. (laughs) Which, of course, means, by the way, that March 13th is a Friday. Which also means that since it's not a leap year, February 13th is a Friday. Yes, February 13th is when the uh, Friday the 13th movie comes out. Yeah, well, a month later is also Friday the 13th. I wonder when September 19th is this year. Um, I don't know. Why? Oh, that's a Saturday, damn it. What is September 19th? September 19th. Come on, Dave. Um, Yar might want to figure out what that day is. Yeah, that's right. Talk like a pirate day. Yes. Okay. Well, it's close to my birthday. What do you want? It's talk like a pirate day. You should know that one if you know what pie day is. Come on. I know March 20th is a Friday. Yes, I know March 20th is a Friday as well. Yes. I'm thinking of coming out there on March 20th. I know. And I've got a... Do we have the Big Bang on DVD? Yes. Yes, we do. Wonderful. So I get to come out there and watch Big Bang? Yes. (laughs) You can finally Uh, watch at least... A episode An of the episode. Big Bang. Maybe we could do a live recording. <laughs> uh, but that'd be Friday. Yeah, well, who knows? We can can it. Right. Anyway, um, so I normally don't read the MTV multiplayer blog. It's just on my RSS feed just because okay. it's an interesting I won't, feed. I, I won't like judge you on that, but go on. Um, so one of the guys actually tried... Down, seeing which console download was the fastest during different times and such. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the... Um, which took the least amount of time? The PS3. Took the least amount of time? Yes, over Wi-Fi, because... Weird. Yeah. Well, what's weirder, though, is the, the, the Mega Man 9 demo was actually available on all three systems, the PS3, the Xbox 360, and the Wii. Okay. So... Um, they use that as a basis because it's the same demo. And so um, what was interesting, though, is the demo is not actually the same size on all three systems. Well, no, because on the the 360, it downloads the whole game. I'm sure it does for the PS3. Most likely. And then when you purchase it, it just unlocks that last bit. But on the Wii, it probably just downloads just the demo because the size... The PS3 yeah, the, size was 63 megabytes. The Xbox 360 was 88.7 megabytes. The Wii was a little less. By Eight, the way... 8.3. Uh, the PS3 did not go the fastest. The Wii was the, the... As I said, took the least amount of time. Well, The yes. PS3 was the fastest. The Wii took the least amount of time. Okay. but That's what I was trying to clarify. Okay. Speed-wise. Yes. Of bandwidth. It was, it in megabits was the per second. fastest but the Wii took the least amount of time, mainly because it didn't download the whole game, it downloaded the demo. Which would be, it's okay if you're just downloading the demo, but then if you want to play the whole game, you have to download it again? Well, it'll probably just download everything else. Probably. 
But yeah. But so there's it's kind of funny when people are talking about how this is unscientific because they're coming from different servers and stuff like that. It's like, well, you're kind of testing the whole the whole chain. Yeah, we're we're not looking at the console itself. We're looking no. at from live from the PSN and from the 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 fuck what's it called? The, the I don't know the Wii store. I don't think so. Um, WiiWare? WiiWare. Yes. Yes, good call. Thank you, thank you. I sold my P3, uh, my Wii last year. I know you did. Dave still has his. Yes, I do. Um, somewhere. Over the rainbow? I think it's at my parents'. Wait, you don't know where it is? I'm not entirely sure. I'm looking. I just realized it's not here. <laughs> I think it's in my parents. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. And so the answer of how much weed does Dave play Andy, has been my, answered. And Andy, yes, I know right now you don't play anything. Do you, do you want to guess how many consoles I have plugged in over here? Zero. Zero. I have one. My PS2 is at Laura's. Okay. My 360 is sitting by my front door. Okay. And my Wii is at my parents. <laughs> I have zero consoles. And I still have not found your Guitar Hero 2 disc. <laughs> I That's don't know okay. I'm not really, not really playing anything at the moment. Well, I'm playing things, but I'm actually going through all... My, I'm going to completely play through my entire catalog before I buy anything new. You have said this before. Yes, I know, but I'm serious about it now. I'm not okay. buying oh, anything new until I finish everything that I already have. There's something that's not on the list. What? Sims 3. Has been delayed. Has been delayed till June. Along with something else. I forgot what else. Something else from EA got delayed along with Sims 3. Mm, I don't know. I just know that Sims 3 has been delayed. Give me two but, seconds to tell you once Gmail loads up. What's it doing in your Gmail? One of my daily emails. Really? Yes. Interesting. Same daily biz. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, uh, Dragon Egg's Origins is getting delayed as well. Okay. Not nearly as big as Sims no. 3. Yeah. But that's also one that's getting delayed as long as with EA's cuts and major financial loss yeah. during the fourth quarter. Oh, God. Every, you know, all the companies just posted their numbers, and there's been like losses across the board. Oh, everyone's taking hits and laying off people. This is ridiculous. All right, so in some more uplifting news, the U.S. has become the top wind power producer. So we, we beat, what, Holland? Um, I think it was Germany. Really? Mm-hmm. Andy, what's that clicking over there? It sounds like you have a Geiger counter. I'm eating a pizza roll. Ah, this is what happens when we record later. I get hungry. Blame the department meeting. Okay. I'm good now for at least the rest okay. of the podcast. Okay. So, yes, the uh, Obama, you know, the whole green energy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. U.S. is now doing a lot of wind power. 25 gigawatts. G- 25 gigawatts? <sighs> so how much power? I'm trying to remember how much power the the DeLorean required to go back in time. 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21. So we could send, oh, 
about 20 DeLoreans back in time mm-hmm. off of wind power alone. But that's if the wind power came all at once. Yeah. This is like that, wind, this that would is, have to be yeah. one significant. <laughs> You'd have to get like a giant windstorm across the entire country and yeah. they'd all be wired into the same thing in these perfect cables that had no resistance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're first now with 25. Germany is second with 24. Spain's third. China's fourth. Which has actually doubled its wind power for the fourth year running. Yeah. So China might have a chance. China's to take, on yeah. an exponential curve. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, yeah, globally, we're at 121 gigawatts for okay. 2008. Well, that's good. Yeah. Problem with wind power is that it's really, 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 really expensive in the long run. How so? Well, the the turbines, as far as what they produce versus how much they cost to build, it's very similar to solar power. Well, yeah, but when you... Solar power is getting a lot better than it, what it used to be. Because remember, I did a report back in high school on solar panels right. in my electronics right. class. So it's. But speaking of um, solar power, Germany's actually first as the biggest producer of solar power. Oh, cool. But we're predicted basically to pass them um, next year. Okay. So we're now going to be on top of wind power and uh, solar power. Good for us. Mm-hmm. 42% of the new power producing stuff in the U.S. has been wind power. So, I still think we should get some nuclear reactors up. Yeah, but what do we do with the nuclear waste? Reuse it. Reuse it? Yes. You didn't know that? No, I thought we just put it under All, a mountain. We do put it under a mountain, but I'm saying what we should do is reuse it. Reuse it as what? More fuel. But the, the stuff spent. No, the stuff that comes out of the reactor after the first the first run, which is what we send to the mountain, can be refined and reused. France does that. I don't see how though, because once the uranium has Because you get plutonium. So We use we use uranium as a fuel rod. Okay. When it breaks, when it fissions fizzes, fissions, fizz, fu- not fuses, but I think no. fissions. When it splits apart, you're left with plutonium and a couple other things. Okay. You can refine... That's how they make plutonium to build a bomb. But you can take that plutonium and and purify it and reuse it in another nuclear reactor. Oh, so that it plutonium be the... is unstable. Okay. And, you, like, that's the radioactive stuff that's going into the mountain is plutonium. Hmm. But we could reuse all that and have fuel for, like, the next hundred years. But are we finally going to get to a point where we can't really... Yeah, I mean, the well, the stuff that comes out of that is even more dangerous, <laughs> which is kind of why they don't want to use it. It's also a huge security risk. But really, it, it's... France reuses their stuff, and they get, like, 90-some percent more power out of the uranium than we do because they keep reusing it. Yeah, I'm not a ben, I'm not one against nuclear energy, but it's still you're gonna end up with radioactive waste at some point in the system. Yes, and I am a fan of the uh, I believe it was Superman Four workaround. If you get a workaround from a Superman movie, you load them all into a giant missile and fire it at the sun. 
you don't have to worry about it then. <laughs> why why don't we uh do it with the, all the trash too while we're at it? Well, cuz that would be a little expensive. <laughs> Not to mention the mass loss to the planet over time. And we're taking all this organic stuff and loading it on a rocket and getting rid of it. it would be a problem. <laughs> Probably not, but you never know. You know what also is a problem? What's a problem? Multiple SKUs. Multiple SKUs? What, like the Xbox Core, Premium, and Elite? You forgot the arcade and the Halo oh, the 3 came, special came edition. Later. Those came later, though. I'm saying at release, Microsoft had three. Yes, and then there was the multiple PS3s. Well, if you consider in the lifetime of the console, the multiple SKUs. Okay. Oh, That's a lot, yeah. Yes. Microsoft has done it again. Windows 7. Oh, no. It's no, have, no, not Windows 7. It's gonna not have, Microsoft's pure and, and one redeeming hope. It's going to have six of them. Six? six. How many did Vista have? Uh, you had... I think Vista had like seven. You had the Windows Ultimate. You had... Home, home, home. Basic Home Premium. Enterprise, I think. Yeah. I, I... There were about five or six, maybe seven. But there's going to be six of them now for Windows 7. That's... Mm. Uh, there, was, there was less than... Um, there are less SKUs than Windows Vista. Or, yeah. Fewer? I think. Fewer SKUs? Maybe, yes. Okay. Huh. Damn, Circuit City's not going to carry it, are they? No, they're going to be out of business they're by gonna then. Be, they're going to be gone long before. <laughs> um, all right, so we have... Vista Home Basic 32, Vista Home Basic 64, Vista Home Premium 32, Vista Home Premium 64, Vista Ultimate 32, Vista Ultimate 64. Oh, but that doesn't count because there's probably going to be a 32 and a 64 of Windows 7. Yeah, that is true. Well, I, mm, Unless they're just including it on one disc. Maybe, I don't know. I think we're just at the point now where I think we should just start phasing out 32-bit stuff. Oh, current Vista breakdown can be found here. Mm-hmm. I probably should have clicked that version first. Vista Home Premium Business and Ultimate in 32 and 64-bit versions. So technically there's eight. Hmm. But this one is, you've got the starter, which is limited to three simultaneous applications. What? <laughs> yeah. I can only multitask three applications? What yeah. about, like, system tray shit? I, I don't know. It's literally from, coming <laughs> Am I going from, to turn my computer on and it's just going to sit there because it's running all these stuff, all the programs in the background? Th- this is coming from Microsoft. It's, a, it's available worldwide to OEMs on new PCs, missing the Arrow UIs, and it's limited to three simultaneous applications. Okay. Home That's Basic is going to be only available in emerging markets, and it's missing the Arrow stuff. Home Premiums can be worldwide at start. Includes has arrow. the arrow, has multi-touch. Adds premium has, games. I don't know what the heck so, that means. Well, instead of just solitaire hearts and free cell, you get like solitaire hearts, free cell, pinball, and chess. I like free cell. I'm currently at a streak of, let me tell you, statistics, 97 wins. Well done. Yep. I am you now of thinking... Look up one of those uh, can't win situations and send you the number. Um... Do you know about uh, negative one, by the way? It's not negative one, but it's a negative no, number. 
there is a free cell game, negative one. I know. There's there's the negative one, which is one of the impossible ones. There's also, I think there's like eight currently unsolvable free cell. Yeah. Have they proven whether they're unsolvable? Um, no. Hmm. But they might be unsolvable. Okay. Uh, those uh, professional. Including remote desktop, domain supporter, offline folders, mobility center, presentation mode. Which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Enterprise. Which is the volume license stuff, which I'm guessing is going to be the stuff that's going to be on the internet. Businesses and the schools. And, yeah. And then Windows 7 Ultimate. Has everything. BitLocker, direct access. Yep. Nice. Okay. Well, cool. And that's Microsoft. I think when Windows 7 comes out, I'm finally going to actually put my laptop back up to uh, Vista where it started. Say that again? Well, I, as soon as I got my laptop, I couldn't get it to work with um, Adobe Audition, so I downgraded XP. I'm thinking right. I might actually boost it back up to... Uh, Vista? Yeah. Because we don't record on it anymore? Not really, no. Yeah. And All CS4 right. is out, so that should oh, be... Oh, yeah. That should hopefully be taken care of. Yeah. So, some... Where are these students? Toronto? That's yes. not very far away. Nope. Some students in Toronto built a radio from scrap and spare pieces and called the International Space Station. Yes. That's really cool. Um, not really. What? The, the, the AA, or the ARRL, the American Radio Relay League, the people that run the ham radios. Mm-hmm. Um, well, shortwave radios, the stuff that's been going on forever, um, actually list the frequencies and the call signs of the people who are currently up in the uh, space station right now. Yeah, but ham radio, I think, runs on a very different frequency than what they were using. Not really. I think they actually basically built a ham radio. Well, that's not nearly as impressive. No. That's why like any I, schmuck with a ham radio could say, like, yeah. okay, I did this. Let me look at ISS call sign right now. Let's see who is up there. ARISS Amateur Radio on the International Space Station is a program that offers opportunity for students to experience the excitement of amateur radio by talking directly to the crew members of the ISS. Hmm. What type of radio do you need? A typical ARISS ground station includes a two-meter FM transceiver, yada, yada, yada. Call signs. Right now, who is up there? It's, what, February? Yes. You could talk to Koshi Wakata. Okay. KC5ZTA, who came up on shuttle STS-119. When? Um, Sometime earlier. (laughs) Not too long ago. Yeah. All right. So I have one last major thing. All right. That I am so geeked about. Okay. Puzzle Quest Galactrix. Okay. It came out. Okay. It's so cool. Okay. (sighs) You have to ruin it for me, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. I haven't finished the last Puzzle Quest, so. Go finish it. I'm working through my, I can only play one game at a time. Says who? Me? Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, I'm trying not to encourage my ADD. Go finish Puzzle Quest. It's a good game. It has a good ending. 
And actually, you don't even need to finish Puzzle Quest. Galactrix has uh, is a completely separate story. I know, but it's set in space for crying out loud. Uh, well, I'm not going to be buying anything new until I finish what I currently own. Well, that'll take a very long time. I know. But I'll I'm, see you in like a year <laughs> and a half. I think I'm going to be at that two. point where I'm just going to have a backlog that's never going to disappear. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's interesting, Andy. <laughs> that, that that kills your. Uh... Yeah. Go finish Puzzle Quest. God, what level were you at? You were almost done. And then I restarted. I saw you playing it not too long ago. Yeah. If you look on my gamer tag, it's one of the last five games played. Right. But then so I switched why... to the PC games. So. <sighs> yep. Well, what happened to like I want to finish the games? Huh? Huh? Um, I decided the new year I would just start from scratch and I finished Evil Genius mm-hmm. and now I am working on Roller Coaster Tycoon and how do you win Roller Coaster Tycoon well you have the, you have the different um, the different scenarios ah okay it's like the scenarios in SimCity so are you going to play through railroads again or are you considering that already beaten <sighs> I'm almost considering that one already beaten because you beat it yeah I went what about and played Sim it four um, I don't know. I haven't thought what about, about that Civ one yet. Three uh, and Civ Two. Are I you going to play those? I don't have those. Are you, uh, if you were able to get them, would you would you be including those on your list or just Civ Four since it's the most recent? I don't. I'm going with the games that I currently own. I'm not getting anything new until I'm done with everything that I already I know, have. But I I'm I'm saying if you have sequels, if you have remakes of old games, and you have the old game. Are you going to play all of them or just the most recent? I'm going to play all of them. I'm going to play all the games that I own. Okay. I'm not going to go and look for other old games to play, but if I have them, I'm going to play them. All right. I'm just not... That's what I'm, I'm going to clean out my stable before I buy new horses. That would imply that you're going to go and sell your old games. Sell them? Get rid of them? I've got... And literally, there's huge boxes in my parents' basements. It's full of all the, the NES games, the PS2 games, the Dreamcast mm-hmm. games, all the other stuff like that. They're just sitting there. To give them one last hurrah and get rid of them. Right. So. Okay. So that's all I got. And it's other than the um, Amazon's created a casual game portal. Mm-hmm. Most likely by the time this gets aired, you're not going to be able to. To get the free games, so go grab them now. Yeah, didn't we talk about that already? We said it was coming out, but now it's officially out. Ah, we talked about hey, this. Oh, is I, be I thought in this point. podcast we already talked about that. Um, no, that was the before the podcast stuff. Okay, wow. Yeah, which is why I don't want to talk about everything we talk about before we actually talk about it. Right, because that just okay. confuses you. I'm lost. Right, anyway, um, we're now on to the random topic. Yay! I rolled ahead of time, and I rolled a three. Uh, it's got to be an older one. It is. And it is? LARP. What constitutes LARP versus interactive dungeon slash adventure, and why would people want to LARP? Since we were, one... like, one of the early episodes, LARPers. Yeah, wasn't that one like sitting on there for the last year and a half or two years? Well, since we've had the random topics, that is—it's pretty much been up there. Yeah, it's one of the oldest ones. 
Wow. I know. Um, I don't. Wow. So what constitutes LARP? For those who don't know, LARP is live action role playing instead of... I, I think LARPing is a state of mind. Well, when I see when I see LARP, I think of the people dressing up with the foam bats instead of rolling yeah. dice, actually like hitting somebody. And then the interactive dungeon and slash adventure. I don't know what the difference is between those two. I you know I think the interactive dungeon is kind of a LARP. It, it's like pseudo LARPing. It's <sighs> when I think of the interactive dungeon, I think of puzzles that are actually there. And right. people who are actually you, you have of, to physically solve the puzzles. Yeah, and then like people portraying the, the the DM portraying an NPC as the actual NPC. I think of LARP as people with foam bats, kind of like playing paintball. So it's the it's the actual physical fights instead of cause I've I've never done an interactive dungeons. I'm not sure if they actually have physical encounters or not, or if they still roll I, the I don't die think for they those have, things. I don't think they have physical challenges. I think they have a giant foam die that they roll. I know that they did that for uh, the world's smallest dungeon at PAX. Do you remember the giant fuzzy D twenty? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well then, that killed that one. Whatever happened to Technomancer Press? Uh, they didn't come last year. Yeah, I don't know if they actually exist anymore other than their website, which, by the way, is the same layout as our website. Really? Yeah, or it was. Are you going to look it up now? Yeah, it looks like their CSS page is gone. Where is their page? Technomancerpress.com. Yeah, I looked up Technomancer Press and it's... Oh, there it is. I got a URL not found. No, www. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if they actually exist anymore. Their last post was June 29th, 2007. So I'm guessing it's a no. Which kind of sucks, because I was really interested in picking up some of their books. Not anymore. Guess not. So, I honestly would see interactive dungeons about the, the Brainiac solving the puzzle, that sort of thing. I see LARPers as the people who are hack and slash. Mm-hmm. So the people who are um, more God of War than less, um, I don't know, I can't think of a <laughs> other side to that analogy. Some video game that's not a hack and slash. So I don't know. Puzzle solver. More Mist. There we go. Mist would be interactive dungeon. Um, God of War would be LARPing. Okay. That's, that's my take on it. So that, That's an interesting take. On the subject, by the way... I DM'd on Sunday. Okay. It went well. I had fun. I think my group had fun. I'm looking forward to doing it again. What do you do Sundays around noon? Um, work. And I, work? Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So in two months, I'll give you a call. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done. I'm going to go eat. Me too. All right. Had pizza rolls staring at me the entire time. <laughs> they should meet oh, their master. Keep you on. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>